Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Sherwinder. What's up, guys? Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast. And today I'm going to be down a player. I know. I don't know. Like, uh, I used to do this podcast alone and it was fine. And then Tamara came in and she's not with me today so it feels a little awkward but uh good for her i think she's off in new mexico enjoying some time and uh she doesn't get to take a lot of vacation so she's off doing that and in the meantime she even sent me a notification that we just got a new member for gdu so she still looks like she's still working which she's not supposed to uh but i got a great guest for you guys today one that I think is going to be valuable in learning about this story, but also learn a little bit about business and the product they sell. I recently, it was probably about two and a half years ago. Well, let me back up. About four years ago, when we started making the transition to selling a little bit more high end, we got into installing screens by a request from a client of ours. We installed it and we were like, hey, this actually is pretty easy and we're good at it. So why don't we look for a supplier that can supply us screens? And we went through a couple that none of which we were like overly impressed with. And so I started doing research and I met a gentleman uh, who owns Dakota Door. It's also a client of such and such media. And he was like, I was asking him about, you know, Phantom Screens because he had them on his website and he just went on and on and on. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to research them. And I did. And I was so impressed with their image, their brand, just how they, like, you could tell they were different. And we were tired of working with middlemen, uh, which a lot of these screen companies are, are middlemen to like uh, a manufacturer or, you know, being supplied through China or whatever. And so we just wanted some stability. We wanted a company that was going to back up their product by great customer service. So I was calling on these guys for, I don't know, over a year and trying to get in to be a distributor or a dealer. But the, uh, this was during COVID. I think when I started this and the local distributor was having a hard time with COVID, like he had just lost two of his family members and then he got COVID and it was really bad for him. Anyway, long story short, some things opened up in the territory and my buddy Bruce, who I had talked to a couple of times had reached out and was like, Hey, how do you feel about um, coming on as a distributor? And I was like, are you joking right now? I've only been chasing you for like two years. So uh, yes, I'm interested. It didn't line up. Like I had just made a commitment, like within the last 30 days that I wasn't going to start anything new that wasn't already planned and in place. So I told him, I was like, look, this isn't something we're going to do right now. We got other things in play and we're going to move forward with those things. I already made a commitment to myself. We're going to do this. And so he was like, well, just hear me out. So he started pitching the idea and talking to me about some of the things and he needed somebody kind of now. And so I talked to Josh 
and we decided that it was good enough for us to postpone some of our other things, move up. It was a great opportunity. And so uh, that company is Phantom Screens. And today I'm proud to announce that I have Esther, uh, I believe your CEO and president, is that correct? Is your proper title of Phantom Screens? And they're out of Canada where everyone's nice and drinks beer. Um, so that's, uh, that's a plus Kyle Hart, a uh, little shout out to my boy. He's the first person to get me to go to Canada. Uh, I was in Vancouver to go see him five years ago and it was to record my first episode, but the audio didn't turn out great. So I don't think we ever released that. Um, so Esther, that was a lot, but I wanted to get everybody caught up on how we're here because we just launched our distributor for phantom screens here in the Atlanta market. And I got to tell you, I, I, I'm an optimist, um, at heart, but anything like this, where it seems too good to be true, I'm a little bit of a pessimist because <laughs> everyone likes to overpromise and under deliver. So I told Josh, I said, look, we're not going to hire anybody yet. Like, let's just see what they're saying is legit because uh, that's quite a bit of volume that they're talking about. And I don't really think they can deliver. Boy, have you guys delivered. We're regretting not hiring somebody beforehand <laughs> and having them trained up. Um, Best news ever. Yeah. So uh, my staff is like, holy cow, are we still selling garage doors or are we just going to do screens now? Um, but the cool thing about it is the screens are we're pulling up into three, four, five, six million dollar houses, which is our clients strictly for screens. And we have the opportunity to talk to them about garage doors and vice versa. You know, when we're going to these big houses, you know, we can now sell screens. And when you're looking at it, you know, our average door job is around 10 to 11 grand right now. And then if you do screens on the back porch and pool house and all that stuff, that could be another 10 or $20,000. So, and, and the, the product is great. Your support is great. So I just, uh, I'm a big fan. So I wanted to bring Esther on tell a little bit about the story. And, uh, I think it's a cool story how they got started. So Esther, you want to tell us a little bit about, uh, Phantom Screens and how you guys got started? Sure, would love to, but first of all, I got to say publicly welcome to the Phantom family. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, how did we get started? Well, we just celebrated last summer our 30th anniversary of being in business. And believe it or not, when we started, we knew nothing about screens at all. In fact, all five partners at the time, we were in the pizza business. So that's kind of a fun twist. We had uh, two of us were employees working for a family of a dad and two sons who had started a pizza franchise here in Western Canada. And they were at the time they were the largest. They remained the largest in Western Canada. And it was called, well, it is now called Panago Pizza. I was their director of finance at the young age of 27. And my one of our other partners was the director of operations for them. And it's, it's one of these typical stories where Ken Rook, one of the, the brothers, went to the BC Place Home and Garden show 
and touring it around with his wife, saw this no-name retractable screen, fell in love with it, had it installed on his home the next week. Is so excited about it. He comes to the pizza head office to talk about it with us. And he, he literally will not shut up about how amazing this screen door is. And finally, literally to shut him up, Wayne, myself and I, and his dad and brother, we all go to his house to take a look at it. Now you have five people who won't shut up talking about this screen door. And it's kind of like the old Remington Shaver story. Loved it so much, bought the company. It wasn't much of a company at the time. It was one individual who had just immigrated from Holland and he had a box of 500 of them and was trying to sell them literally that is how it was and he unbeknownst to him had stumbled onto the key of doing it for the customer and installing it for them and we just followed suit when we bought the company that was the model we chose and I'm so glad we did however there were a number of years where we dabbled in the do-it-yourself business and I still have scars on my back. Yeah, Prove that one. And, and I say it was my most expensive MBA I ever, ever achieved, learning that that's not who we were. Anyways, back to our core competence. So we took on this door product and uh, named it Phantom Screens. That's a whole other story how we got there, but named it Phantom Screens and hired a gun, hired, brought in a hired gun to start the business for us because we all had full-time jobs. And within a year, that fellow had run the business so badly into the ground that uh, the Rooks met with Wayne and I, because we all had this personal interest in it, even though we were in pizza. We were kind of trying to cheerlead from the side. In fact, Wayne even tried to take it to Alberta to his own family. Um, they met with us and said, just so you know, we're shutting her down. It, nice product but it's going nowhere and that's when Wayne and I said oh give us a chance just give us a chance well when are you gonna do that we'll figure out when we're gonna do it just give us a chance I think they thought it couldn't get any worse they allowed us to try and the rest is history quite frankly wow yeah a turnaround story yeah it is and someone who's been in a situation who's been put in charge of something going backwards it's probably a hundred times harder to turn something around that's going backwards than it is to start it from scratch. Yeah. And yet I got to see what didn't work. So I didn't have to retry those things. Yeah. And it's just so crazy because people go, well, how'd you pick your business model? And it's just like a little bit, I don't want to say luck of the draw, but you hear that so often with stories where right time, right place. And there's an element of that. I'm not going to deny it. We were two young kids. I mean, what the heck did we know? I, yeah, I was a CPA by trade and he was an, an engineer by trade without the ticket too. So uh, we managed to stumble through and not everything was perfect. In fact, in the beginning, that box of 500 screens messed us up because the it came from Holland and the doorways there are entirely different. They're four flush sides. And so this product was really simple to install. But when it came to North America, we soon discovered, oh, oh it's not going to work <laughs> properly for all North American doorways. And so Wayne literally redesigned the product from scratch, which is kind of funny because we had this the people we were buying from in Holland, we were under a royalty agreement to license and distribute in North America, paying a royalty them for every screen we sold. 
Now we created our own screen, couldn't even sell theirs, but the right thing was to continue paying them a royalty. We felt it was right. And it was a 10 year agreement. Wow. <laughs> First 10 years, we paid a fortune for our product that we designed, but they had the idea. And so it was worth it in the end. Good for you. Like, uh, I felt like that goes along with who you guys are when you talk about integrity, um, you know, like choosing to pay someone because you think it's right, although mm -hmm. it's probably not the best financial decision for your company. Right. I have found myself in that position quite a few times. And, you know, like I tell people, you know, if your integrity hurts, it's not easy. And it's, you got to go by your own convictions with that. And sometimes people are going to disagree, especially business people are going to be like, oh, that's a horrible decision. Why would you do that? Well, because I need to live with myself and yes. this is the standard I hold myself to. Absolutely. And, um, I don't think a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs get so focused on growth and money that sometimes they disconnect from that consciousness mm -hmm. and i think it's important well and I, I think that's one of the saving graces as i said we knew nothing about screens when we started this business but the one thing we did know was you better have your values in line and don't just write them down actually live them yeah and as you've now known, because you've gone through our orientation, the top one is to speak the truth and second one is to serve others. So between those two values, doing the right thing is pretty guarded, right? Like yeah. someone's going to hold us accountable if we don't. And, and that's good. Yeah. I also was kind of shocked. Like, you know, I don't share my faith a lot. I talk about it some on here, but mm -hmm. mostly stick with business. But even one of your core values is God. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So our faith is yeah yeah point. that god underpins it all we have this we say our threefold purpose which supports our four corporate values and the and as you already know but i'll say for folks listening so they know what i'm talking about we say the number one thing has to be that whatever we do has to honor god and all we do all us shareholders at that time i by the way since bought wayne out in 2005 but um and i'm the only active shareholder now um, we all share a Christian worldview. So that made it really easy to have values that were all biblically based, quite frankly. But we knew we had to package them in a palatable way for the general public because obviously we wanted to be respectful of other walks of faith or no faiths or whatever it might yeah. be. So honoring God was number one and then um, making uh, a difference in people's life enhancing lives and thirdly was to pay it forward and and we wrap that threefold purpose up into make life better and then support it by our four values to speak so, truth, serve each other pursue excellence and practice stewardship yeah so good and i really that was like probably the one thing that grabbed me the most through that whole process of onboarding is mm -hmm. You know, you try to align yourself with people with integrity and doing the right things, uh, like-minded and, um, you know, all, all, both of our paths led us to each other, which I think I'm going to be your number one distributor probably in the very near future. Love it. Love it. Um, 
but I will say that um, for the guys out there in the garage door world or just home services in general, if you're associated with like doors and windows, it's kind of a good move. I just secured a window package for my new house that we're building. And I spent so much time with Jasmine. She's a lovely lady, Jamaican. Her and I hit it off, had such a wonderful time through the process. We just, you know, there's sometimes it's a drag doing things like that, but mm-hmm. she made it so much fun and cut up and we had a good time. Uh, but she was very thorough and she's already sent us, she sent us a garage door lead that closed today for $16,000. Uh, we just we just finalized the windows this week. Um, wow! Working with her for three weeks, and then she's like, "Hey, tell me more about these screens because we actually get people who ask us about screens for you know doors and windows." And so I'm like telling her about them, and she's like, "Okay." She's like, "Brian, I'm going to be able to send you quite a bit of business." And so I'm like, "Great, let's do it." I don't <laughs> think we can handle it right now, but okay. So, um, so yeah, like. Uh, the opportunities are endless. And if you're looking for another revenue line, um, this is great. Uh, it's been great. It's That's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've been blown away and you guys have three products. And as you guys know, anytime I come across a solution or a product, I think is great. I'm going to share it and pump it on the podcast. I'm not getting anything for this, but I think it's a great opportunity for all of you guys. If you're looking for like, there's two ways you know, for us to expand really, uh, one is geographically, uh, because, you know, we're landlocked a little bit by marketing efforts and being able to reach people. And the other way is services. And sometimes instead of like spreading yourself thin geographically, it makes more sense to expand services, especially if your current team can do the job with a few different tools. Um, so we found that to be true with what we're doing. And um, it just uh, it works really well for us. So, And that is so exciting to hear that you recognize that and you're good with it because you know you're going to blow it out of the water. We have had many past partners, network partners that think territory is the is the answer and the bigger, the better. And, and we've proven over and over by having people with a more focused territory and penetrate it deeply always wins always wins i believe in it so much like it's our it's number one it aligns with our client like your brand like we we probably need to update our brand a little bit to probably look as good but um we're working on that and then our brand like our brand our clients the the clients that our brand attracts is the same we're pulling in the same driveway it's just how they got to us is slightly different. They got to us through phantom screens and not air and overhead doors. So right. uh, that's what makes it so beautiful for us. Um, mm-hmm. So if you like, you know, if you guys are looking to get into high end stuff, the phantom screens is great because, you know, we're high end customers are attracted to that. You guys have a good reputation in social media. Um, higher margin for you. Yeah. Higher margin than garage doors. I can tell you that uh, we're playing with those right now. We're fairly new at this, so we're kind of playing around with it, seeing where we need to land. But uh, it's been really, really, really good so far. And I think we've already sold, like, if I'm not mistaken, like three motorized um, uh, jobs. 
and we just got a, a like a green light for if i'm not mistaken like uh 20 or thirty thousand dollars more and we've only been on with you guys since uh, february 1st but it took us a little while to get a few things squared away on our end so it's been good like that's yeah. uh that's definitely revenue welcomed um yeah Getting the, the lead generation program that we are again investing in. Well, we do all 12 months of the year, but it gets starts to get really heavy soon. Really should start generating some more leads for you too, which will be excellent. Nice. And that's something that like we we have in our industry a couple manufacturers that do some direct to consumer marketing. Mm-hmm. And Naturally, if you do direct consumer marketing, your product historically will be a little bit more expensive just because you got to bake in the expense of the, the marketing, the brand, um, and, and kind of have that force. That's what I think we're missing. Like the garage door industry, we're missing like that, that powerhouse direct consumer, like your, your lead gen is great. Like the customers are interested. We price these things out and we're, we're more expensive than our older screens by probably 20 or 30%. Um, and we're, and people are signing up for them because they can go online and they see your website and they're like, Holy cow, you know, they see the social media and the reputation and it backs up and solidifies the cost and the quality and builds confidence in customers. Yeah, exactly. And, and then once the word of mouth starts, look out. You know, because it's one thing to look great on a website. Anyone can look pretty shiny on there if you invest the right money. But to be able to back it up with the the install and then the after service, that is the most important. I don't know about garage doors, how much aftermarket service there is for them, you know, relating to how much we have at my house and it's very, very little. But with screens, I mean, you've got dogs and cats and children doing crazy things. And, you know, so they do at times need servicing and to be able to convince the customer through experience that will be there, no matter what happens to you. We're not just selling you this thing and running away with your money. It's great. Like, and, and we've kind of been leaning towards this whole like indoor outdoor living thing exploded during COVID. Mm-hmm. And down here in Georgia, like bugs are brutal, right? Like some of them are the size of small dogs. Yeah. So <laughs> you, know, you want to keep those out because the wives are not happy when they get in the house. So it's nice during the spring to be able to open up the windows and doors and have screens and be able to enjoy that time. So um, yeah. lots of selling features there. Is this as big up north in the cold, cold states as it is down yeah. here? You know what is so fun, and this will make you really think you're going to be our number one network partner. Yes, our biggest clients for most of our screens are still in Canada because it's where we started. So no one has hit their ceiling yet. Like it just keeps growing, 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 growing. It's it's just crazy. Now, um, it's also interesting. So I just came back from touring my California distributors and in LA, for instance, their biggest clientele that puts in our large motorized screens for the back porch, we'll say patio, whatever it might be, is to keep cats indoors. Okay. 
for catios. Not patios. I've never heard that. Yeah. So they're screening catios. And it, what hilarious. And they, they say, well, we don't have bugs. Like that's not an issue really here in, and this was in Bel Air and Beverly Hills. I went to a few homes. Um, so funny. No bugs, but keeping cats in. Who would have thought? That's awesome. It, it's almost over the years has become, for those that know the brand and know the product, it's become a status symbol to have a phantom screen before you even realize whether you need one or not. Now, there's always the benefit of the fresh air that everyone can enjoy, no matter where you live. Unless you live in Ohio right now. Yes. <laughs> How true. <laughs> How true. How but you have, true. A, you have the vinyl for that. Yeah, that we do. They have vinyl, so that's and good. And that, that creating that four-season room is so cool, whether it be keeping snow and cold out and debris of leaves, or I have a, I had a place in Alabama for a while keeping the pollen out and keeping the coal mine dust out, believe it or not. Like, it's crazy how many things that vinyl did that I wasn't expecting it to do. Consistency and everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer's not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries. And they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first-time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer. USA and order 10 for free shipping. Well, I was able to talk my wife into allowing me put a bifold in our living room in our new house only because we're putting screens on the back porch to close it in. So all the bugs didn't get in the house. Beautiful. You're going to love it. Yeah. I'm really excited. So um, your finance, one of the things that business owners as a whole, we struggle with, a lot of times because we're visionaries and entrepreneurs. Not a lot of us come from, from the finance background <laughs> or CPA. Um, what are some tips that you would give a business owner on how to manage their finances and really grow their profits? Loaded question. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with personality. And so when you are coming up the finance stream, I'm going to generalize. So if there's any other CPAs out there that disagree with me, don't, don't, don't hurt me. But matter. generally we are conservative risk takers. Yeah. 
So we don't build it and they will come. Right. We first get the sales, prove the demand, and then a little bit reactively build it to meet capacity. And so that drives some people crazy, but I'll tell you, it sure manages your money well, because you never, yeah. You just described me to a T in every business I've ever started. I got a check in the chair of my dentist office. The, I, I had a marketing agency when I was right. like uh, late 20s, was it late 20s? Um, anyway, and I got a check for a website from my dentist while I was sitting in his chair to build him a website. And I didn't even know how yet, but I told him that I was launching a marketing agency. Yeah. He's like, man, I need a website. I'm like, oh, I, I can do that for you. And so, yeah, I got a check and I was like, this works. And so we ended up finding a web developer and we built his website and he was a good guy for us for a while. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with fake it till you make it. Yeah, (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and that's really the model. I've always been a conservative risk taker. Now that also probably has slowed our growth in some instances, you know, you hear about all these big corporates glomming up everyone and consolidating and and yeah there's a place for that but to grow for the sake of growth that way you know there's a place for it but i'm a little bit more uh i love organic growth yeah I mean, that feels like the true success is organic growth i bootstrapped everything i've had um and although it's a little bit harder it's 10 times more rewarding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it is fun though like I will be honest. I've been part of software and software. They get a lot of acquisitions. Yeah. When someone comes in and wants to invest a bunch of money into the business and they're like, brace yourself. We need to hire like 20 people for your department right now. Yeah. And I need you to go lead these sales. It's kind of like, this is great. This is great. Yeah. So yeah. there's some pros and cons to both for sure. Yeah, there is. And and then as far as other advice financially, I think that's where being a CPA by trade, just that nature of the way my brain works. I, my CFO now, he, he always gets frustrated with me because he always do, you know he to do the, the proper ROI and the IRR and the NPV. And I'm just like, whatever, does it make money or doesn't? I can just <laughs> look at it and I can just look at it and know. Yeah. Go flying, go do your formulas, go do your calculations. But I can tell you right now, this is a good deal or this isn't a good deal. And that's just an innate wired gifting, you know, but there's many giftings I don't have. So that really though helps assess risk and moving forward, what what's good, what isn't. And I'm a consumer of our product. I love houses and design and architects, architectural. So to me, it's like anything to do with outdoor living. I'm the biggest consumer of it. So I, I feel like I know what products are going to work. So again, if someone wants to spend a hundred grand on market research, I'm like, okay, but I can tell you, you know. Yes. Uh, and I may not be exactly right, but I'm going to be dang close. Yeah. You just pay me 50,000 <laughs> and not do it. Then we're good. Exactly. Yeah, I remember the big fight we had with my then executive team when we bought. So we bought the motorized business later on in 2000 and it was out of Florida. And it was called uh, executive roll screen. 
And I thought, well, that's kind of a cool name, executive. It it conjures, you know, higher end. Couldn't do roll screen because we'd already got our hand slapped because we were actually originally Phantom Roll Screen and Pella slapped her hand because they have that trademark. So we changed it to Phantom Screens. But I was like, oh yeah, executive screens by Phantom. It had a ring to it. Well, my marketing team, we must have fought for weeks, maybe even months, that the name executive wasn't any good. And I I remember distinctly going, well, when they named Wendy's, like, do you think they thought that was the best name to sell burgers or Tim Hortons, the hockey player? Like, come on. Yeah. And on and on and on. And obviously, so um, it was our product name for a while. We're now distinct, we're now expiring product names. But the point being, sometimes you just got to know when to just let it go and stop the marketing foo-foo. Like, just get on with it. Name it. Move on. Yeah. I suck at naming things. Do I'm you? the worst at it. I hate it. Like I would rather just somebody else name it and just let me get to work. See, and for me, it's my baby and I have to do the naming. The naming really doesn't mean much to me. Well, because it doesn't, it doesn't mean, but that's my point too. You're absolutely 100% right. Yeah. It means nothing. Just back it up with good business sense. Do the right thing. And right? Yeah, that's what people care about. I think that I could start 10 businesses and they could all be in different industries. Some that I don't even know any about. Mm -hmm. And I will have like, give me five to 10 years. And I think I can grow it and make it great because there's a model that applies to just about every business right. and every industry. And it revolves around treating employees like great and having a great product and making a great experience and doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Exactly. And if you just do those things, you're better than 90% of the other companies out there. Yeah. And naturally the good stuff floats to the top and yeah. work gets out and then you're good. But and add a dose of hard work and ethic. Yep. You're in. It's over. That's all you need. People are yeah. trying to find, buy the books, 10 secrets to growing your business. And you don't need that. Like I, we just broke it down for them. Yeah. Hard work, systems and processes to, to create a great experience for employees and customers. I mean. Values-based leadership, I always say. Yeah. Yeah. Simple. Stop the podcast. Next. Right that's enough. Yeah. That's enough for, for we need we need to hit the, that was easy button. Yeah. So uh, Phantom Screens has three primary products. You want to break those down? Sure. Uh, we start with breaking, I'll, I'll go one step up. We have indoor comfort, what we call uh, indoor comfort and outdoor comfort. And so under indoor comfort, it is our door and window screens, all retractable. That's what we do. And then outdoor comfort is our motorized product. Now, Beneath those, so the door has what we call our, um, I'd almost say our small, medium, large versions of the door. And then motorized, we have captured edge, so insect protection, and then also running uh, free on your cable guided for more of a shading product. Yeah. And, and then also the... The fabrics within those products can be everything from full insect mesh, which was on your traditional grandma's screen door, to full blackout creating theater rooms. 
and That's everything shading, solar protection in between. Tell me about the full theater room. Like it blacks out the room. You are such a guy. That just, you mentioned the word. Man cave, theater yeah. room. Man we cave. just have to show the remote to that product and yeah. people get excited. Uh, men get excited. Well, often people don't have the luxury of creating a windowless room with a beautiful, you know, theater seating and what have you. And so we say, well, take your typical family room and install the size of TV you want. And with our screens, with the blackout material, we will create a theater room room for you that will have no exterior glare coming in. And I feel like you dangled that knowing that I was going to get distracted with it. <laughs> Well, you're building a home, so, you know. So, yeah. And the beauty is, beauty is you can double up those to be shading during the day because you can put dual rollers in and have two fabrics. So it's perfect. I like that. And you put the shading on the outside of the house, not on the inside, because you don't want the heat coming in first. That's what we got to turn North America over to. Europe's got it figured out. They put shading protection on the outside of the structure so that the heat never enters the home and that way you can just totally reduce your ac bill energy bill and that's what we need to convince north america about yeah i like it mm-hmm. so your windows this is a selfish question my wife wants uh like motorized window shades she's so bougie y'all like we we're both extra to like a whole another level she's like she's like bougie times 100 so uh have you guys thought about doing motorized screens on windows oh you know what we sure have even very recently there's a real fine line between the blind and shade interior business place compared to the exterior one and we we constantly get lured into the interior world, but we keep reminding ourselves, you know, it's the outdoor comfort world that truly is where we are experts because you've got Hunter Douglas, you've got Springs Window Fashions, or probably should use their brands, Graber, Bally. They all do it really, really well, yeah, extremely well. And we're not that's not who we're competing with. So when your wife wants those motorized screens, sure, if it's motorized for insect protection only and shading on the outside, but not on the inside, because now you're getting into a a fabric aesthetics, designer shades, because I doubt she, you know, wants just a solid look. She probably wants either a honeycomb or a shutter look or i mean she's gonna want something bougie as you say for sure 100 percent, and most likely the most expensive option on the market i don't know how you guys do it i don't know if you're (laughs) like this but my wife can go into a store and pick out one thing and i guarantee you we can take it up to the front and they'll be like oh this is the most expensive thing we have in the store it's a gift it's a gift and she calls it, I can see quality. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, sure. Babe. I like her already. That's, and I have, yeah, even that's, if that's what you want to call it, that's fine. Yeah. You see quality and you pick it out. I want to buy yeah, it. So I, I have the same yeah. gift. Yeah. That's great. That's it. So 
So women have the gift of being able to see past the fake and see the quality and products. Yeah. yeah. And past the price tag. Yeah, exactly. You get what you you paid for. What difference does it make? It's high quality and you can use it. Yeah. Like it. So when, when, Esther's talking about door screens. She's not talking about garage door screens. She's talking about um, she's talking about entry door screens for the most part, uh, sliding windows, uh, sliding door screens, stuff like that. Um, let me ask you, Esther, is there is there a product or an opportunity to implement something like that on a garage opening that's 16 or 18 foot wide? Okay, so funny story. The company I bought in Florida. They started because they screened garages because everyone in Florida wanted to have an outdoor room that the man could be in and do his thing. And so that's totally what our screens were built. The motorized screens were originally built for exactly that, either your eight by nine garage door or double garage door. Well, now they've grown to past 16 feet and now we can go up to 40 feet and well, quite frankly, infinity and beyond. But so yeah, totally. That's awesome. So we're talking placement of these. Uh, we're kind of limited to a degree because we can't go inside mount. Right. Because go inside mount, we got all the track and everything in the way. Um, you can go jam mount, but if you go jam mount, like inside the jam, uh, it does lower yeah. the opening Clearance. a little bit. So your, your housing, uh, you know, with any screen company, it's the same thing. Uh, but you can go front mount. Uh, if you wanted to and yeah. screen that in that way. So there's different options, but we've found that on seven foot tall garage doors, uh, having those screens are, our garages are not ideal just because then it's, you know, if it's lowering it six inches, uh, you now have a, a, a six, seven or six, six opening instead of a seven foot and then some SUVs and trucks won't be able to enter in without hitting it. So to avoid that, um, in those scenarios, if you have an eight foot tall opening, it's not that big of a deal here right. because. Um, and if you, if you have new construction, this is the beauty of you can have it actually designed into your blueprints. Then you do recessed in front of the garage. So you're, I mean, it's hidden for one and it doesn't affect your height clearance at all. So you're saying mount it on the front of the opening. Well, that you could do it on the front, but you could also, um, I mean, it would be obviously, I say new construction because you'd have to then create a cavity above the outside of your garage door yep. above In the and gym. then let it drop down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then you'd have to build out your walls to accept the the recess track as well, of course, but it, it can, it's done. I've seen it done. Yeah. I, I think if there's a way, which I don't know if there is or not, but it would be really cool if it could be installed like that. Um, like you could carve out some of the jam at the top mm-hmm. that in, because you only need like what, three inches, three or four inches. Something like that. Yeah. So the, the housing, they like on a recess unit, they take the housing off and it's really just the roll and the motor is inside the freaking tube. 
so so the it doesn't need a lot and so if you can hide it like that it's really nice and kind of out of the way mm-hmm. um, which now you go to the back of the house for the porches that people are creating at time of new construction of your porch or your house if you're doing a full house i mean everyone does recessed into the side columns we've done roman columns we've done brick columns i mean it's just it's a thing of beauty when those screens drop and you don't see them ahead of time yeah. it's jaw dropping yep and we're we're doing that on my house we're going to do the recessed nice my wife doesn't want to see the the yeah. house yeah. So I told her that we would recess it. We're the hardest product to market because the whole point is <laughs> you try not it. be seen. Yeah. And I was telling you, like um Donald Miller with his book, um, you know, he talks about being a guide and not the hero in the story. And mm. he wrote the book directed towards like marketing agencies because marketing agencies as a whole it's easy for us to see our clients growth and want to pat ourselves on the back and take credit for it. Not, not ideal. Um, (laughs) So much work had to go into making that happen. We just were like a tiny little portion of that. Right. Um, But he wrote, uh, he wrote a book and that's what it talks about. And when I was going through, I think I even messaged you and was like, man, this correlates so well with this, you know, it's hard to sell a product that like phantom screens is when I was going through all the images, you know, you almost have to take pictures from an angle to kind of see the inset track and the screen because it it is almost invisible. And it's kind of like, okay, like if you're trying to build an advertisement, how do you feature a screen that is, is hard to see? So I, uh, I, I think the, the, the best compliment you can give is let me give you this indoor outdoor experience without um, creating an, an ugly or negative impact on your curb appeal. Right. Anything else. Cause necessarily like screens aren't necessarily like an attractive thing, but you guys have managed to just be able to hide the housing and the track and make yeah. it make it phantom yeah yeah no that's the thing i i often will say okay let's be really honest it's a bunch of aluminum some plastic and some screws there's nothing sexy about the product yeah what sexy is the the value the from factory to fresh air install that and everything in between that's seamless to give you the best consumer experience ever like that's the sexy part and you guys are sending some people down um, this month to mm-hmm. do training, not just yeah. for us, but you guys invited a bunch of dealers from the area and distributors to come in and do like a three-day training here. So Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, we got the perfect setup and That's we're awesome. not using all the space. So uh, I think it's going to be great. So we appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. And we really appreciate you allowing us to do that. Some of our Network partners don't have that kind of extra space to be able to. So it's great. Yeah. And and it's, I'll just be honest with you, it's right behind my marketing agency. The oh, warehouse okay. is in the same building. So if one of these guys are interested in marketing, I might be able to get them some help on Perfect. that. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So there's, there's a lot of benefit. Um, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I know you're running a big company that's super successful and for you to take almost an hour out of your time to meet with me is very special. And I appreciate that. Um, second of all, if we do have people who are listening to this and they're like, man, this sounds like a great opportunity. I want to be involved. What are the opportunities available and how would you have them start that process? Sure. We pretty much have full coverage across North America with distributorships. I will say there are about seven vacant territories, though. So depending where your listeners are from, they might even be interested in uh, following in your footsteps. So that you could go on our website, phantomscreens.com, and, and check that out. Or if you're interested in the product, to contact any one of our distributors, no matter where you are. Again, you can access it through the website and go on a dealer locator, or you can just do the old fashioned way and do one triple eight phantom and it will route to your closest distributor and let them know you want a dealer opportunity or you want to explore it. That'd be great. That's awesome. So there you have it guys. I can tell you firsthand, like we have been uh, so pumped about it. If you become a distributor, which there's only seven markets left available, um, there was like a whole onboarding process. They sent us a little kit. Um, Communication has been great. Support's been great. Uh, it's a lot, so just be prepared. It's a lot of work to get everything set up, but the amount of effort that they put into it is also a lot of work. So it's not just one way, like probably fill a lot with some of our suppliers. So I encourage you guys to just check this out. If you're currently using another screen, you're not happy with the performance of it or uh, maybe the support or whatever, check out see if there's any distributors in your area that you might be able to hook up with and buy some screens from and with that esther you got any last words you like to say well i i feel like i need to expand on the seven vacant territories quite frankly we have been in business 30 years some of our distributors are been with us that long time so there's always turnover so i shouldn't say it's only that um if there's interest in distributorship opportunities either for yourself your son your nephew your wife whatever um who knows who's selling at the moment yeah um so there's that i just want to point You're that great. out you do a lot of these for commercial application as well restaurants um pubs breweries so all uh clubs a lot yep so i think there's tons of opportunity on the commercial side so if you guys are just commercial uh, don't discount this as well. So uh, again, Esther, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. And I, I think we're trying to coordinate getting up there to see you here in the next few months. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And we'll get when that. Snow melts. Come on up. Yes. Right. <laughs> kind of what we're dragging our feet on. Yeah. Right? Fair so. enough. All right, guys. Thank Thanks you much. for staying along and uh, listening to the podcast. If you're still with us, make sure you like us on Facebook, subscribe to our podcast. And again, if you guys are interested in GDU, we've had a little bit of growth, but we are still accepting people into GDU right now. And if you're interested, reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions you have and see if it's a good fit. We even let you sometimes sit in on one of our GDU meetings so that you can learn a little bit more about it. And if you're interested in marketing, you can always hit us up for that as well. Thank you. Have a blessed day and stay safe out there.